Hello, my friend, and welcome to the 501st episode of the Sales Podcast. I'm Wes Schaefer, the Sales Whisperer, your host. Today we have Mr. Brian Johnson. I was a little curious, uh, hesitant maybe to have him on. Um, he is an expert in Amazon advertising. And I was thinking, well, I don't really do that. I don't know how many of my listeners really do that. Um, but as I was talking to um, the person who was pitching him to me, um, I realized he's got a good story. And um, his background is was not obvious as to how he got into this. So hearing how he evolved into this, um, I think is going to benefit you. Um, if you are curious about Amazon advertising, it'll be good too. Um, but I love his gumption, his, um, his story, how he got started, how he evolved, uh, what he has built now, and his best practices for any business. Okay, they, they do apply to you. Um, I mean, I'm not on Amazon. So, well, I've got two books on Amazon, but I'm not running ads there. Uh, so you know what I mean. So uh, I think you'll like them. Uh, take some notes. Get ready. Uh, the good guy. Uh, but one of the, the points he really drove home was the, the necessity, the importance of learning sales and marketing. It's one of the final points uh, of the interview. And um, it's all sales and marketing. All of life is sales. You know, you sell your boss on getting a raise. You, you sell your spouse on, you know, sell your wife on marrying you. If you're the wife, you sell the guy on why you're not marrying him. I mean, on and on, you sell your kids on why they should brush their teeth, why they should go to bed. Uh, the restaurant sells you, oh, it's 20 minutes before we can be seated. Well, how about we get seated a little bit earlier? Yes, you can exchange, you can swap out uh, fries for a salad. It's an extra dollar ninety-nine. Well, can I get that without the upcharge? Okay, everything is a sale. So that's why I focus there. Uh, it's what I, I help people do mo better. Okay, because the sales, it's the headline. It's the headline of your ad. It's the subtitle. It's the caption. It's the SEO of the image, of the content, the naming of the video. You got to sell people on slowing their scroll. You got to sell them on clicking the ad, reading the landing page, opting in, opening the email, doing the free trial, doing the $1 trial, taking the upsell. You know, I, I spoke last week to um, a group of Keep, you know, Infusionsoft partners um, and had an upsell. Sold on my book at a discount, sold a, a digital, an upsell to my uh, Make Every Sale program. And people took me up on it. You know, it's all a sale. Understanding the, the frame of mind when the prospect is reading your stuff, understanding their frame of mind when they opt in, going for no, right? Continuously offering them something of complimentary, you know, additional value. Hey, would you like... Um, extended warranty with that would you like lifetime of oil changes would you like roadside assistance would you like the ceramic coating would you like the rust proof undercoating on your car i mean those are common things you know somebody's buying a house well all right do you need landscaping do you want to do an add-on do you want to remodel you know before you move in um, all of those things are, are normal and natural upsells. Those are things that people are going to buy in that situation. So offer it to them. Go for no. 
That's how you increase your margins. I, I literally was losing a dollar or two on each book order. Uh, I gave them a discount and, and you know, really just trying to get the opt-ins. And, uh, but the upsell to the digital course is where all the money came from. Just like, you know, McDonald's, they don't make money on the burgers. They make money, you know, paying a, a fraction of a penny for the Coke, for the syrup and, you know, charging you a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever for the soda. I mean, that's where the margin comes in. So you got to understand numbers like that. You got to understand how to get somebody's attention. That's sales, right? That's what I get into in the Sell More of Everything program, sellmoreofeverything.com, makeeverysale.com if you just want it on demand. But um, you got to master this. Brian's going to drive that point home, okay? Uh, The sooner you embrace sales and marketing and the the importance and the value and, and why that's your number one job as a business owner, once you embrace that, things will change for the better. I promise. Now, let's bring on our guest. Brian Johnson, are, are you really living in a van down by the river? It is, yeah. No, actually, at the moment, I'm not by the <laughs> river, but yeah, it, it does sometimes feel like, uh, yeah, a Chris Farley moment for sure. So, <laughs> all right, Whew, I'm glad you knew that one. Uh, so you are in an RV. You know, hey, I was in an RV last summer with most of my kids, and we came back with the Rona. All right, so don't don't do what I did. Okay. Do okay. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, we're based out of San Antonio. That's where our house is. Um, is near San Antonio, between Austin and San Antonio, and we are on a two-month road trip up to Washington State, uh, making a big loop to to see family and national parks. Very nice. So it is a good trip for sure. We kind of did that. We took, um, golly, six of my seven kids uh, on the road. On the road <laughs> three, for three weeks. Although my my oldest that was on the trip, he was our second oldest. Um, he flew back halfway through. He had to get back to work. So we only had five for the whole three weeks. You know. Okay. But I, I, I digress. That's the beauty of of today's world, huh? You can as long as you have an internet connection, you can work yeah, from I, damn near anywhere, huh? Yeah, I spent a lot of money on my uh, my internet and my cell phone boosters and SIM cards and all that kind of stuff just to make sure that I could have conversations like this. Mm-hmm. So you've spent a long time um, kind of on your own, right? In the Amazon space, you you founded some different companies, but yeah. is PPC, like, has that been kind of your jam or, or yeah, e-commerce? And so you had to learn PPC to boost e-commerce? Like what, how was that? transition or evolution? Yeah. So, so I started out originally, um, I've been in, in e-commerce, um, about for about 14 years, a uh, combination of selling through my own site, as well as heavily on eBay I used to distribute, uh, money counters, coin sorters, banking equipment, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I was lured over to Amazon by some friends of mine about six years ago. And I get over to Amazon and, um, it was a lot of, you know, it was a bit messy about six years ago, you know, not a lot of people had a whole lot of advice. There was like one course out there and uh, I started selling my own products, but then uh, some friends and friends got wind. It's like, Hey, wait, you sell on Amazon. You know, can you help us, you know, sell more? I'm like, sure. Let me see what I can do. I'm walking in as an amateur too, but I knew five, 5% more than they did. Right. Well, one of the things that, that I found out pretty quickly is um, when Amazon started opening up their PPC advertising, their pay-per-click advertising, uh, that would be a great opportunity to promote a product. It was very rudimentary, but at the same time, I'm like, great, 
who has the information I need in order who's got the training crickets, nobody. So I started a Facebook group and said, okay, let's talk to a few people and just kind of collaborate and figure out how do you do this thing? Cause Amazon didn't have any training. And so uh, I kind of basically created, started creating my own world from there. Uh, that same Facebook group has about 21,000 sellers in it now <laughs> today, just focused on advertising for Amazon. But really what happened was because I was trying to find the answers, when I found the answers, I'd go and share it back to the group. And then they started expecting me to start having the answers. And that just compounded year over year over year. So I created software to help with advertising, um, a training course um, to help with the advertising. Uh, and ultimately, people just kept coming back to me and saying, hey, can you coach me or can you just do it for me? And that's what formed uh, an ad agency and a coaching program and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I had to kind of educate the market based, a, as I learned. And it just kind of, it was a perpetual wheel. You know, you get a little bit of information and somebody wants it and they want some more from you. And you got to research it and figure it out and kind of had to solve my own problems. And then... Um, that's how I ended up specializing in it. It wasn't intentional. I was just trying to solve my own problem. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm linking to you. So brianrjohnson.com. So those, because right. your, your specialty is Amazon sellers, right? So uh, either those that are already doing pretty well that want to get better, or we were talking before we hit record. I mean, if somebody has, if they sell a physical item, certainly yeah. a retail they should also be on Amazon doing yeah. what you teach, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they're selling on, uh, you, you know, on, um, you know, brick and mortar, if they are selling, um, you know, on Walmart, on Shopify, on any kind of e-commerce channel, and they're not selling on Amazon, or as I mentioned earlier, even worse is we, we work with a number of, you know, quite a few large brands that sell in brick and mortar stores and then they allow distributors or wholesalers to sell on amazon that's a huge mistake um because a uh, number of reasons as far as risk uh, lack of control lack of the ability to really um leverage the system properly and really boost sales and magnify the sales on such a large e-commerce channel that's become now yeah because if they People are going to cheapen the brand, huh? And they're, and they're going to take shortcuts to make a buck. And the next thing you know, you just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah, at worst on that, usually they simply just don't do enough. They simply just don't care enough in order to put the best foot forward of the brand or each individual product, let alone try to position the product among competitors and really like play the game and really compete well. Yeah. Um, well, I want to dig in to how going back to how you got started, because I think that is applicable to everyone listening, right? Because there's some on this, like, oh, I'm a W-2 salesman. Uh, I'm going to tune out of this. Like, no, 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 because there's you've got something interesting. And in even like coaches, speakers, authors, I mean, people that that may not be in this space or they're, they're not going to go there. But this story of how you started because um, like they say, you know, the, the definition of an expert is that you come from out of town, you carry a briefcase. <laughs> that is right? so true. Uh, yeah. and, and that was kind of you, you were, I mean, as long as you're one chapter ahead, you can lead the class. Right. Right. And, and that's kind of where you found yourself. Good right? point. Yeah. It's, well, and I, I think it was pretty easy, you know, in the early, in the, in the early years to, um, you know, there were very few of us who really understood what was going on. And usually it's because we were collaborating with each other. 
Um, and so there was a handful of, you know, Amazon PPC experts today, every single VA who's had, you know, two weeks of training from a brand is now saying, oh, I'm a PPC expert for Amazon. It's like, okay, so now, now it's like, I'm just one of 10,000. Right. And so where, where it was pretty easy, it was blue ocean, you know, for me, it was pretty easy because yeah, I had to put in the 10,000 hours. I had to do the work in order to figure out, to test everything. Thankfully, you know, I, I'm a spreadsheet geek and I'm a research and development geek, you know, where I am going to experiment with things and try to figure out how to break things and make it work. Um, fortunately, I had that combination in my own, you know, my own brain coming in and coming into it. But honestly, it, it's the pressure of needing to solve my own problems and then having other people wanting me to help them solve their problem, too. And just expanding the diversity of the, the kind of like the, the sample size, you know, it's one thing to be a brand owner and saying, well, this is my experience, you know, with my blinders on. And then it's another to be working with tens of thousands of brands selling on Amazon, you know, and having that kind of diversity to be able to see every single flavor of what's going on with every single product niche pretty much have touched just about everything <laughs> on Amazon over the years. And yeah, just forced into it, you know, forced into just grinding and just learning it. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. It's like, there's good pressure and there's bad pressure. I mean, uh, right. we see all these guys online, you know, pictures of their Lamborghinis and their surfing and like this glorious life. It's like, maybe it's true. Right. I think a lot of them it's, it's crap, but, right. but those, <laughs> the, those that got there, um, they went through some crap to get there. Right. right. It's, it's, you know, unless you're a trust fund baby and, you know, and who's, why do you want to follow those guys? You know, yeah. you want to follow people that encountered some adversity uh, and made something of it. Um, you know, would, if there wasn't big problems to solve, would you be where you are now? Probably not. I probably not. I'd probably be, you know, I'd be still sell. I mean, I still do sell products on Amazon, but I'd probably just be a product seller. And I'd be solving my own, you know, and not having to worry about, um, you know, both the positive and the negative of kind of being in the public eye within this specific, you know, marketplace. Um, but yeah, if, if, if there wasn't big problems, then I probably would have been a lot more W2 mindset than mm -hmm. I, than I am now. I've been kind of forced through a certain amount of pain to adapt over time. So you know, the old story of, uh, you know, the guy's boat sinks and he's in a life raft. He's praying to God, like, you know, please save me. And it's like, you know, here comes this, you know, fishing boat. Hey, you need right. some help. Oh no, God's my savior. Okay. You know, and then storm get worse, you know, and, uh, you know, a cruise ship. You need some help. No, no, God, I'm my savior. You know, the helicopter. No, no, God's my savior. He finally drowns. He's like, God, what happened? You know, I said, well, I sent three damn boats to get you. You know, like we, like we just, we say no to these obvious things, right? Like how yeah. many times did you have to get slapped around before you go, Oh man, there's an opportunity here. Cause a lot of people are just head down. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh no, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a carpenter. I'm just gonna do my own thing. It's like, dude, can you build my deck? Can you, can you build a patio for me? No, no. I just do my own. There Maybe there's certain... something here. I mean, yeah. Did you see the opportunity right away or did you have to get slapped around a good bit? <laughs> well, I think, I think I saw the opportunity because there was a gap in the marketplace. There was a lack of something that I needed personally. And so I was trying to solve my own problem. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I knew software. I knew, 
you know, the technical aspect, um, I was not a sales and marketing person at all. I had a very, you know, extremely dry personality. I mean, I still do if you ask any of my business partners. Um, but at the same time, it, it, I've come a long way. I've adapted quite a bit. I've had to adapt myself in order to project out more, um, you know, project confidence and a lot of these things that, that, make it so that people like, okay, I actually trust, I, I see you've got integrity by what you're saying and the actions you take and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, ultimately I had to, you know, when it came to solutions, I continually had to solve, solve, solve. And of course on a platform like Amazon, that's up and coming. They're constantly trying to introduce new things that creates new confusion every single time they do it. And the eyes turn around they look at somebody like me and say, it's like, well, what do you think? You know, it's like, they, they came out yesterday, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you have to act pretty quick. There's something that somebody has, has asked me about that before. It's like, you know, have, have I always been creative and, and, and being a creative problem solver? And I said, no, absolutely not. Um, but, but being pushed to have to create something for my own purposes, for my client's purposes, for my audience's purposes. Um, I had to come up with that. And the more that I did it, the easier it got year over year over year. It's the same thing. You know, they say that about, uh, you know, comedians or uh, creativity, or I'm sure there's a lot of other things, you know, is the more you continue to put pressure on it and the more you work it day after day, year after year, the easier it gets. And so now it's, I find that it's, it's easy for me to see the gaps and the opportunities. Um, now, whether or not I take action on every one of those, that's a completely different skill set, <laughs> which I'm still working on. Right. Well, but I love what you said though, about, you know, this dry personality, you know, you, you're more of a, I mean, you're like an introvert, right? Just a hands-on, you know, probably fine. If you don't see anybody for a week or a month, is that a correct yeah, I'd say a couple of days, or, or may, maybe back in the probably day. On the, I'm probably on the cusp. Yeah. All right. So, or maybe seven years ago, would you say you were more introverted than you are now? No, I was actually more extroverted then. Oh. Yeah. Now, but but I think the difference extroverted is, but dry. That I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's a great combination, but um, you know, more <laughs> geek engineers um, type. But I, I was an extroverted more, geek. I know, right? Is that what you? What? What is? Are that you sounds annoying, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody who's like, it's like, get away from me. Um, Wait a minute. No, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I probably, you know, would say that. Um, I, I think early on in my corporate days, I tested, you know, the personality typing. I tested as an extrovert. But now, and maybe it's just me being honest with my personality, you know, as I get older is, you know, now I test as an introvert versus previously as an extrovert, but I actually find that I'm having, I project myself a lot better than I used to. Okay. You know, so, uh, you know, who knows? Well, cool. All right. I think what we can still take from that is, you know, typically you see these flamboyant types you know, high flying entrepreneurs, wheeling right. and dealing, uh, and they're, they're, they're salesmen. Right. But yeah. you, I mean, extrovert is one thing. It's typically a salesman geek though. It's, that's more internal. Um, you know, so those listening, if they, cause most people, I talk to entrepreneurs that are trying to grow their business they're buying software, you know, Infusionsoft, HubSpot, they're, <laughs> 
they're very into their thing. And I'm like, man, you got to master sales and marketing. Oh, I can never do sales. I hate sales and marketing, you know, but it can be learned, right? I yeah. mean, you, you've learned how to take your expertise and take it to the world. I mean, was that a, a hard, steep learning curve for you? Without a doubt. Yeah. So I actually had a business partner that kind of, um, you know, it's, uh, I would say that he kind of found, he found me early on where, where I was the guy who knew who had the information he needed it for his own business. But then he saw the opportunity and said, okay, this guy's got enough information that we could actually do a lot, do a lot with this. I had already created software, but we hadn't created a course, hadn't created an agency. And he, he basically pulled me up. And, uh, this is my, uh, partner, uh, Brian Burt. Um, and he spent the first couple of years just being frustrated, just trying to pull me out of my shell. And he, the way he did it is he put me on 500 sales calls and hundred live webinars and just trained, you know, the, the, the reserve, you know, nature and the hold back and, the, you know, the qualifying and all these kinds of things that, that I would normally do as more of the engineer mindset. Um, and he kind of yanked it out and said, say, you, you've got to, you have this information that's stuck in your head. You've got to get it out there to people who really need it. And you're doing them a disservice and you a disservice. Um, and certainly this business, <laughs> it's a partnership, you know, from a cash flow standpoint, if you don't help people get what they need. And, and so I just, you know, I started studying marketing technique and, and sales technique and just going through the motions and forcing myself. It's, it's kind of like if you had somebody who's never been in sales and you put them in a cold calling, um, you know, call center, that's painful. I've, I've done that. That's just flat out raw painful if you've never done it before. But if you do it for a year, guess what? You're going to be pretty savvy at it or you're not going to be there. <laughs> one, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sink or swim. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, exactly. I definitely don't consider myself a salesperson. However, um, I definitely learn to study things like buyer behavior, um, especially in the Amazon product space where I can actually do coaching and say, this is why your, your product is not selling as well as it, it could be because you're not listening to the shopper. You're not speaking to the shopper. You're not saying, here's the benefit of my product to you. Most of the products that sell on e-commerce, you know, especially on Amazon, are still trying to speak to the search engine uh, that Amazon is instead of talking to the shopper and saying, this is why my product is better among these other 50 that are surrounding me. Um, and that product positioning, that product differentiation, it is... It's, it's essentially, it's a sales technique. It's a sales and marketing technique, but applying it to something that I'm more comfortable with it, which is the, you know, magnifying the product sales. Yeah. Very cool. Would you say, like, what, what would you say is the top skill of a business owner now? You know, is it, hmm. is it harder? So let's say, you know, you have sales, you have marketing, you have this research that you do, uh, knowledge of the back end of the Amazon advertising platform, you know, like who would be the, what version of you would be the toughest to replace? The guy running the, the dashboard, uh, the, the salesman, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the things, I mean, certainly 
something that has been surprisingly, I guess, unique to me. I mean, there's other people who have this also, but something that, that my reputation uh, for integrity in my specific marketplace has always been strong. Um, and so the knowledge that I have, the strategies that I have, the, the ability to, you know, run advertising, run marketing for somebody else, the ability to do sales and marketing, all of that can be transferred to somebody else. But integrity is something that can, can really define you. You know, you, I mean, you, you're using kind of like the example as far as like, you know, you got the Lamborghini, the flashy Lamborghini. Yeah, they could have gone through some pain, but usually the question, the doubt there is, does this person actually have integrity? Do I believe them? And so that I think is something where you want to try to maintain. Um, but as from a skill set, um, well, probably the, what I've... Uh, the, the reason I ask is people, they, I, I run across, you know, various experts in their field, right? Yeah. And... Like I just dropped our truck off to get some work done on it. Uh, and, you know, Eric's, Eric's, you know, mechanic shop. Eric's a great mechanic, but there's a bunch of great mechanics out there. Right. You know, I'm always telling the owner, you know, your number one job is to market yourself. Right. Cause no matter how good you get the Amazon dashboard, no matter how you get good, you get it re- repairing your cars. He can hire a couple of other mechanics. Maybe they're only 90% as good as him. Right. He can can teach them. He can QC their work, but they're not going to love his business and pour their heart and soul into marketing his business. No, that is true. Right. But you can get like a passionate diesel mechanic and like, he's going to, he's going to stay on that truck till it's freaking fixed. Cause that's like what lights his fire. Meanwhile, you can go market your business, you know, cause I'm always telling them like, you got to, you, you can bring somebody in like you or me, right? We, you'll help on the PPC side. I'll help with their messaging or sales scripts. And, and we're better at that than they are, but it's still their baby. Right. I, we got to, we're, we're, we're just beautifying, right. And, and amplifying their already existing, beautiful message. They just maybe haven't quite been able to verbalize it yet. Yeah, I certainly agree with you on that. Is it, often the subject matter expert is uh, sucks at other things like actually saying like, okay, here's who I am. Here's how I actually how to market it, for instance, unless their expertise is in marketing, right? Right. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I typically, I was going to say probably the three things that I would focus in on based on my experience, my journey has been um, to create systems and processes that are documented. I struggled with that so badly because I didn't want to document it. It's like, I've got it in my head. I can just do it. Yeah, but the next thing is then you have to hire a great team. And that great team needs to execute on something that you've established there. And then the third thing, exactly what you're talking about as far as the passion, as far as whether or not somebody cares about your business as much as you. The third thing on that is making sure that you're asking the, the people that you have on your team is periodically is, all right, of the job that you're doing, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to do your job, what drains you throughout the day? What energizes you throughout the day? Because if I can identify a task that somebody does that drains them consistently, I'm going to find somebody else that energizes 
by that same task and have them swap tasks so that they're constantly, so they, they get most of their day energizes them. So they actually literally like, yes, I have a job, but I actually look forward to doing my job, to executing on it because I have fun with it. It's that diesel mechanic, you know, it's like, well, man, I, I could, you know, work on, you know, diesel engines every single day of my life. Cool. I want you working on my diesel engine customers. <laughs> you know I mean? It, it's aligning that team. Um, and that is something that, uh, you know, it, it took me probably the last three or four years to really figure that out. And, and of course you do that because you make mistakes. Right. Yeah. That's a cool, that's, I asked my team, you know, at the end of the day, just tell me, you know, what did you accomplish? What obstacles are in your way and what do you need from me? Right. You know, and, and we take it from there yeah. and, um, and do it daily. Right. Do it regularly. Otherwise you, it, it'll spiral out of control. Is that literally, you know, that stitch in time saves nine. I right? don't, don't wait till they're ready to quit. Yeah. yeah like, What's going on? Why did I notice a change lately? Like, you know, and it's something you could have fixed three months ago. Yeah. Ignorance is not going to solve a spiraling death, <laughs> you know, desperate, you know, <laughs> swirl, you know, it's, so, it's only going to make it worse, you know? So how do you document? I mean, is using simple tools like loom or whatever, make a quick video or we, super used, elaborate. Now we've used probably 30 different tools. It always seems like, productivity tools and that kind of stuff you, you can you never no team ever finds one. It's like this is perfect for our team because they always transition to something else that's just kind of the nature of the the tools um but using things you know using some kind of a video record you know screenshot recording or you know you know these days you know things like zoom for instance you, know, you just jump on zoom you hit record screen record and you just start talking to it you know and it's ugly and then maybe you hand that off to somebody else like okay I suck at documentation. You're really good at documentation. Here's my video. Go document this, put it into something. And then we're going to throw it at the team and say, okay, run through this and see where the holes are. See where, where it, where it works and where it doesn't, you know, ultimately, you know, it, it's the more you do it, the more you build it out, it's going to build consistency, but simply ignoring the problem simply saying, well, I've got it in my head. You're only hurting your team by not, if you're the subject matter expert, you're only hurting the rest of your team and your company. If you are not somehow transferring what you know to something that they can execute on. Because if you think that you're holding on to it, because I don't want anybody else to become as much of an expert as me, otherwise I might not be as important. It's like, well, guess what? You know, your ego is going to take the hit and eventually it's going to happen anyway, except yeah. it's probably going to financially hurt you as opposed to if you solve it now and you execute well, then you're going to be able to help a lot of other people. And you, that's what you're going to get known for is not your expertise, but because you actually did something with the expertise. Yeah. We always say, well, Wes, what if I hire you and you train all my people, you know, and then they, and they leave. And I'm like, well, what if you don't train them and they <laughs> and stay? They stay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have that as a poster in my uh, office. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Is like, yeah, you know, do you want to be, you know, uh, the the big fish in, in a poison pond? <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, you know, you want to be, you want to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, that can move faster than you, that can create their own ideas, and you can sit back and say, okay, I'm I'm moving into founder role, and I'm okay with that. Right. 
otherwise you're you're basically just created your own job and you're stuck in it for as long as you allow it to happen yeah how long did it take you to go from that hands-on frantic to feeling like all right i I am a founder now i i I own a business the business doesn't own me right so um i would say the first when we created the you know, when, when it came, when I created, created the software, I had to, you know, go, okay, here's all the rules the software is going to follow. Here's how everything is going to look. I basically had to design everything and then hand it off to programmers. When I created the training course, I basically had to go through and do, you know, the video, uh, you know, a, a video of every single topic and, and outline and all that kind of stuff. Subsequent versions of that, I had a bigger team to be able to help organize a project management, that kind of thing. When the agency came around, I was essentially running operations and my partner was running uh, sales and marketing. And I was through pain. I was losing clients because we weren't ex- executing consistently and fast enough on the areas that we knew we could do. We just didn't have, you know, even with the small team that we had. And so ultimately what we ended up doing, we ended up hiring a uh, CEO consultant, uh, Alex uh, Charf- Charfin out of, um, uh, Austin, Texas. And he basically pinned me in the corner and said, like, this is where you're screwing up. This is how you need to turn, turn around your, you know, you know, basically you need to get this taken care of from an operation standpoint. Otherwise you guys are going to be gone in the next six months. And so it was kind of like, you know, come to Jesus, you know, conversation. And so we forced ourselves to start documenting. We pulled in people who were specifically hired to help us document even, even on a temporary basis. And eventually we got there and things got better things improved. We got more consistent. Now we're known for a consistency. We're known for an awesome team environment and being able to execute on, you know, the systems that we have. Um, but it was extremely overwhelming, extremely painful. The first couple of years, very uncomfortable for me. Um, and I, I, I was forced to grow. And so anybody who really wants even a decent lifestyle business or, or wants to evade the, avoid the pain of having it all collapse at some point, they've got to, they've got to grow. They've got to go through some kind of pain to, to take care of um, the basics to give it, get, you know, like I said before, you get it off of one. If you've got one person on it, that's a single point of failure. They get hit by a bus, your whole business is gone. And so that is probably the greatest risk um, because after a while, when you start having uh, employees and those employees have families, you start realizing it's like, oh, I've got 10, 20, 50, 100 families that I'm feeding. I can't screw this up now. There's too much at risk. Not even for me personally. You know, so it's just a case of you, you, you always have to continue to grow. You always have to adapt and you, and you'll always have to recognize, you know what, I'm not the person who should be, who's best suited to execute on this aspect of my business. Even though I thought I could wear all the hats, not going to happen. When, when did you make that transition from employee to business owner? What were you doing? Um, like what was your last W2 job? My last W2 job was, What was that? It was about, it was actually about nine years ago. I actually had a W-2 job. And that was mainly just because I had um, 
started over on e-commerce and I had built up a software uh, previous company and the 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 company that it, that the software was built for um, we were doing really well with the software but then that company collapsed and of course there was no need for the software anymore and so ultimately I was able to, I had to suck it up and eventually you know support my family so I had to get a W2 uh, and that was extremely painful because I had already mentally made the switch like okay I'm full-time entrepreneur 14 years ago prior to that I was in Fortune 500 W2 for you know two decades and that's what I you know that's all I knew but I was always fighting the urge of like when I really want to be doing my own thing I've, I've got I really I'm always you know trying to hustle on the side and on the weekends that's you. That's not going to go away. If you're, if you're doing that, if you're doing nights and weekends, you're trying to figure out how can I, you know, how can I hustle? What's the business aspect, sales, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Learn sales, learn sales for sure. For number one, learn sales. Number two, learn marketing. And then number three, learn how to hire a team that can get execute on all the stuff that you think that you're the expert at that you can hand off. Mm-hmm. That's how you build a, you know, a phenomenal team around you. But most people like you, you had mentioned earlier is most people, they don't have the sales chops, mm-hmm. you know, you got to pair the engineers with the sales guys and then blend them together, <laughs> you know, in order for the whole thing to work. Um, so how, how did you find your partner? Right. Cause that's, he found me. Yeah. He, oh. his story is actually, is that um, for, cause he was selling on, he was selling products on Amazon and he was frustrated with the advertising side of it. So he started asking around the community. You know, like, you know, who, who do you know that's really good at Amazon advertising? They didn't mention me. They mentioned somebody else. And then he asked, who'd you learn from? Okay. And then they point to somebody else. Who'd you learn from? And he kept on asking that question and it kept, kept on coming back to me. So he just tracked me down. And at the time, it's like I was doing an hourly coaching session for, I don't know, it was like $35 or $50. And we, we kind of debate as far as what it was per hour, right? And so basically nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Compared to compared to the rates that I would that you know we can we could easily charge today. He was basically nothing at the time. And he's like, wow, this guy is a serious engineer geek who really knows everything there is to know about this particular topic. He goes, I know the sales and marketing. He came out of, you know, the Russell Brunson school. And so he knew exactly how to create the webinars and the sales funnels and all that kind of stuff. And so he's like, Hey, let's do, tell you what, uh, I've got this idea. What do you think? Within two weeks, he flew from Chicago down to Austin with a film crew in order to film our promotion videos for our first training course. Nice. One we hadn't even created yet. I hadn't created yet, (laughs) but he knew I knew it. Right. And then he spent, went through a whole lot of pain just to try to make sure that I was pulling everything I knew out of my head and getting it on the paper. Mm-hmm. That was a struggle, but he knew that it needed to get done. And, uh, you know, we're both certainly, certainly ha- happier for, uh, for, you know, going through both of us, you know, going through the pain. Yeah. Him pulling me up and me saying like, I'm uncomfortable with this transition, but ultimately, you know, in hindsight, I'm like going, it needed to be done. Yeah. Suck it up, Brian. Well, (laughs) and I mean, you became easy to find and easy to choose because you had put in 
Absolutely. What, three years, five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I was always helping the community. I was always, um, you know, I was always the go-to person. It's like, if you had a hard problem, come to Brian, you know, right. because he could figure it out. Yeah. Um, so it's but, that, that five year overnight success, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but certainly I wouldn't have, um, I guess, you know, within the community, I've got name recognition, right? Outside the community, they care less who I am. And I'm okay with that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, even though I want to try to reach people who are, you know, the, the big, you know, the brick and mortar brands and that kind of stuff who've never heard of me and don't care who I am. But uh, so that's the different challenge there from a sales and marketing standpoint. But at the same time, if it wasn't for my business partner pulling me up and getting me out there and forcing me in front of the camera forcing me in front of audiences that got bigger and bigger and bigger um you know not enough people would have known who i am yes in order to true. get the information that i had for them but it's you about because it's not about me really it's right it's about, but you you wouldn't have been worthy of being known true if you didn't true. have the expertise right right so i mean it cuts all ways you know well, it's all who you know, not what you know. Well, bullshit, because what you know helps you expand who you know. Right. Um, so, and it's, ultimately, the who you know is ultimately going to point uh, you know point you back to, to yes. the person who knows what they know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the the people worth knowing that they're worth knowing usually because of the people they know, and the reason you need to know who they know because those people can get shit done. Yep. Ivy League College 101. Like, yeah. So, your job here is not to get an education; it's to, to network with as many people as you possibly can. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's cool. I mean, put in the time. You know, I wrote this you know, big green book back there. You know, yeah. I, I looked around. Like, is there an Infusionsoft book? No. Okay, I guess I'll write an Infusionsoft book. I never wrote a book. You know, and I was not the most technical guy. I, I literally learned as I went. I'd use the software for four years, but I'm not a techie guy. And depending on when you started on that book, that Infusionsoft was not the greatest platform to work with either. Yeah, but it's, you know, hey, but that, there's a the niche. Right? There's the people time. that use it. Nobody written a book on it. I, I was not the most technical. I got better as a result of writing it. Yep. Um, and made a name for myself, you know, and um, I mean, find a need and fill it. Right. And that what Zig Ziglar says, <laughs> you can get whatever you want. If you help enough people get what they want. Yeah. I think there's a, it was a movie, uh, uh, robots, I think it's like see a need, fill a need. <laughs> yeah. <Very> similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just do it. So cool, man. So those folks that have a need to get Mo better selling their stuff on Amazon, you're the man with the plan, huh? Yeah, I've got a few plans. I've got my systems, my frameworks. Yes. So it's not just the plan, but I actually have got it all documented. I've got a team behind me. So yeah, it's uh, it's an organized plan. Nice. So uh, I mentioned it earlier, but it's brianrjohnson.com. Correct. Yep. Right. So they can, should they go anywhere in particular or just start looking around and see what tickles around? Yeah. They can see my mug. Um, (laughs) um, I do have links on there. Um, You you know, certainly my flagship would be my advertising agency canopy management, of course. Um, 
And, uh, you know, for those who sell on Amazon or wanting to sell on Amazon, advertising and marketing product positioning, that is our, our highest focus. Um, and, uh, but yeah, if somebody wants to simply just reach out to me or, or an easy way to contact me, then, uh, yeah, Brian R. Johnson is, um, Brian R. Johnson.com is an easy way. Maybe not easy to remember unless they know uh, ACDC or, you know, any actors or the, <laughs> but it's not time. hard. Brian R. Johnson, man. Come right, on. I know. Well, there's a lot of Brian Johnsons in the world. So yeah, it's, uh, uh but yeah, uh, yeah. Brian R. Johnson, uh, com. Certainly an easy way to reach out to me. Um, glad to have a conversation. Yep. Very cool. We'll enjoy your trip. I guess you, if you come through SoCal, man, we could have done this in person, but, uh, yeah, not this trip. Uh, I think I'll probably stay out of, uh, uh, I'm going to try to get off the West coast here for, uh, for the next year until things kind of politically settle down. Yeah. They kind of recover some of their downtowns a little bit. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully Southern California is in much better shape than some of these, uh, cities up here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be back in uh, in uh, May. I'll be back down in the uh, Austin San Antonio area. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very nice. All right. BrianRJohnson.com. Well, man, thanks for coming on the show. It's been great. Wes, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate talking with you. All right, man. Have a great day. All right, you too. He was lured to Amazon by his friends, and it was a bit messy. It's true for all of us. Really, when you dig in, you look at somebody's story, how they got started, it was a bit messy. 21,000 sellers in his group now. What drains you? What energizes you? You need to figure that out. If you have a brick and mortar store, get your butt on Amazon, right? Uh, So many good things. He had to learn to project confidence. Um, I've got an article on my site. Um, I'm covering this in my, this five-week course I'm doing. um, For this 21, group of 21 sellers. You know, technology, salespeople, uh, these are partners. So these are solopreneurs, small business owners, uh, and I get into confidence with them. Zig Ziglar always said selling is a transference of a feeling, and that feeling is confidence. Uh, that's what people ultimately are buying. So I um, want to drive that home, right? That's important. He had to solve problems in an evolving space. It's always an evolving space. The only thing constant uh, is change, right? He was not always a creative problem solver. So the more he did, the easier it got. I always tell people, don't wait till you feel better to get going. Get going and you'll feel better. Motion beats meditation. You're majoring in the minors. You're putting off what you need to do. If you got to eat a frog, there ain't no use in looking at it. And if you got to eat more than one, eat the biggest one first. I love what he said. You're doing a disservice to the marketplace if you don't do more to get the word out. His partner pulled him out of his shell via hundreds of sales calls and webinar. See, he felt better by the action. Zig Ziglar always said, you know, what was it? Do, do become have, I think. Is that right? No, or become do have. I always said to... To become, you know, to have what professional salespeople have, you have to become a professional salesperson. Or to become a professional salesperson, you must do what professional salesperson, salespeople do. 
Zig Ziglar always said, you, you got to become first. And that's one of the few things I've ever taken um, a little bit of an opposite approach from him. You do what the what those you aspire to become, you do what they do. All right. If it's the work habits of Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, you know, Dwayne Wade, Tiger Woods, whatever, you you follow their regimen, then you'll become them. Then you'll have what they have. Do become half. So I see too many people that professional students, professional conference attendees, professional book buyers, but not professional readers. And if they're a professional reader, they're not a professional implementor of what they have read. Motion beats meditation. Get out there and make some mistakes. It can be scary. It can be daunting. I get it. That's why I offer my training programs, my consulting, my coaching. You know, 24 years now I've been on my own. 27 years doing something in sales and entrepreneurship. So let me help shorten your learning curve, okay? Either through the private coaching or the group, sellmoreofeverything.com. Avail yourself of that, and I promise you will sell more of everything. You'll sell more, faster, at higher margin with less stress, and a lot more fun. Come join us. Now go sell something. <laughs>